0: Hello everyone. We are in Psalm 121. Eight verses. A song of ascents. This seems to be the psalm of an unknown person uh, making their way to Jerusalem. On the way, he, or she possibly, finds their assurance in the God of Israel who keeps and protects them. Uh, Verse 1 and 2. I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth."
1: The pilgrim here lifts up his eyes and he sees the journey before him. Now He knows traveling is dangerous, especially among the hills where thieves can steal and animals can attack. How would he be protected? He knew God was with him. The Creator of all things was holding him in his hands. Verses 3 and 4. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep.
0: The author switches from using me and I to you and your. He is speaking about Israel, himself in the third person, to the reader, or perhaps of another traveler that is accompanying him. God would not allow her her to slip from his plans, her being Israel. Uh, They were divinely protected. Uh, What is great about having God as our protector is that he is always vigilant. There's no need for him to sleep and he does not lose track of time or lose focus on those he is protecting. Uh, He's in all places at all times. Uh, Verse 5 and 6. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night.
1: The Lord is the only one who can truly protect. He protects from the burning of the sun and from nighttime threats. The dangers that surround the day and the night are nothing to our God. He can protect in spite of them. There's actually nothing that can stop His hand and His protection. Verses 7 and 8. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever.
0: God will protect us from evil. Does this mean that nothing bad will ever come our way? No. It means that nothing bad that is outside of God's plan will come at us. There is nothing that happens to us that He does not allow for our growth or discipline or many other reasons. And we'll get into this uh, when we hit the problem of evil later on. Uh, But the wonderful thing is that He is the keeper of our soul. We do not need to worry about what man can do to us. Our salvation is secure, our souls. If we have accepted his salvation, we're going to heaven no matter what. Nothing on this earth can separate us. We love verse 8 because it shows how personal God is with his own. He will guard our going out and coming in forever. He is aware of you. The God that sustains all things knows you. When you go in and when you go out, he knows it and he's guarding you. There is nothing you can do and nowhere you can go that you fall out of his view. That's just marvelous. Psalm 122, nine verses, a song of ascents of David. This is another psalm about a pilgrim, and the author is David this time. He recalls the delight of going to the house of the Lord, which is the tabernacle in Jerusalem. Verses one and two. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem.
1: David was excited to go to the temple, the tabernacle, sorry, to the city of Jerusalem. He enjoyed being within the gates of the grand capital city. This this wasn't because of the city itself, but because God's presence was in this city, in the tabernacle. Verses 3-5 through five. Jerusalem, that is built as a city that is compact together, to which the tribes go up, even the tribes of the Lord, in ordinance for Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. For there thrones were set for judgment, the thrones of the house of David.
0: Jerusalem brought all the tribes together. Uh, It was a capital city where the king governed from. It was the ruling center of the nation. Uh, And it was where the tabernacle resided, which would be the religious center of the nation. From this city came judgment, both from God and from the king. As well as direction for the people and for the nation. Verses six through nine, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. May peace be within your walls, within your walls, and prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brothers and my friends, I will now say, Peace be within you. For the sake of for of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good.
1: The psalmist calls on those who read to pray for peace on Jerusalem. He desired peace for the entire city. He also desired prosperity for the palaces and for the tabernacle, not because he was the king, but because God was king. Now, why is this important? Israel still has a part to play in history, so we as Christians should pray for modern day Jerusalem and Israel as well this is where our lord jesus came from and they are still god's chosen people chosen to show the world his glory note that no one is saved because of lineage neither in the new or the old testament we are only saved by faith in jesus all right so we've made it to psalm 123 which has four verses. This is another song of ascents. The anonymous author here lifts up his eyes to heaven and asks for mercy. The people surrounding him were full of contempt because of the proud that surrounded them. Verses one through two. To you, I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens, behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God, until he is gracious to us.
0: The author is lifting his eyes in prayer and petition to look for the God that is ruling from heaven. He is looking to him for deliverance. In this, he shows a dependence on God and patiently waits on his word. He looked to God as a servant looked to a master or a mistress waiting for direction. Verses three and four. Be gracious to us, O Lord, be gracious to us, for we are greatly filled with contempt. Our soul is greatly filled with the scoffing of those who are at ease and with the contempt of the proud.
1: The psalmist asks for mercy. They had endured much derision from the arrogant, yet despite the insults and ridicule, They would continue to pray for mercy until God answered. Our salvation is in the Lord, not in man, not in their words. We look to God for our hope even when the circumstances around us are difficult. Because really, He is the only one who is sovereignly on the throne of the universe. We can only depend on Him. Okay, Psalm 124, eight verses, a song of ascents of David. Now, in this psalm, David thinks of how it would be if God were not on the side of Israel. They would have been swallowed up by the nations that surrounded them. The only thing that kept them alive was God and His mercy. Verses 1-5 through Had it not been the Lord who was on our side? Let Israel now say, Had it not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive when their anger was kindled against us. Then the waters would have engulfed us. The stream would have swept over our soul. Then the raging waters would have swept over our soul.
0: God is in complete control of all things, even the rise and fall of nations. David acknowledges that if it were not for God, they would have been swallowed up by the nations that surrounded them. Most of them hated Israel and attempted to destroy her at one time or another, and this is still the case today. He gives the image of water coming over them and just flooding them. Despite this flood of enemies, however, God was in control and on their side, and He protected them. Verses 6-8 through Blessed be the Lord, who has not given us to be torn by their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird out of the snare of the trapper. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth.
1: The psalmist praises God for protecting them from being ripped apart, like the unfortunate prey of a vicious animal. He uses the image of a bird that has escaped escaped from a trap, and David knew that their only hope came from God, the creator of all things. God freed them and allowed them to continue to exist. Psalm 125, five verses, This is another Song of Ascents. That's the title, A Song of Ascents. While this psalm was anonymously written, some actually give credit for its authorship to Hezekiah. The psalm describes how the righteous are secure in God. He will not let them be pushed beyond their ability to resist. Those that turned aside from him in unbelief and reject him would be banished and placed alongside the wicked. Verses 1 through 3. Those who trust in the Lord are as Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds His people, from this time forth and forever. For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest upon the the land of the righteous, so that the righteous will not put forth their hands to do wrong.
0: Those that trust in God are unshakable, similar to a mountain, not just any mountain, but Mount Zion which was the mountain where God chose to place Jerusalem and his temple, a mountain that was surrounded by higher mountains like Mount Olives and Mount Scopus. This mountain was immovable because God resided there. So to the writer, God was similar to the mountains that surrounded Jerusalem in that he protected his people from all sides for all of time. The rule or the scepter of the wicked will not last forever. There will come a time when the wicked will no longer reside on earth with the righteous. Since the beginning of humanity, wicked domination has been a heavy burden, but it cannot force us to do evil. The righteous would not abandon their trust in God, even with a wicked ruler. And why is this important? God will establish his perfect and eternal rule in his time. For now, he allows time for more people to come to the side of righteousness. This time, however, will not last forever. One day, wickedness will end, and we can be thankful and give glory to God for that. Verse 4 and 5. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good and to those who are upright in their hearts. But as for those who turn aside to their crooked ways, the Lord will lead them away with the doers of iniquity. Peace be on Israel.
1: The psalmist prays for good to be done to those that are good, and for those that are bad to be led away with the other people that do evil. In other words, he asks that all may get what they justly deserve because of their acts on earth, and their faithfulness to God, or lack thereof. A judgment that will set all things right is coming, and it will be directed by our God, who is the perfect judge. The psalmist finishes his psalm by asking for peace for Israel. He wanted God to bring an end to the tyranny, hostility, division, and alarm that they were undergoing. He sought peace, harmony, security, and blessings. This sounds like what most people truly want, yet are unable to attain in this sin-stained world. There is sure hope that one day, The God of the universe will establish this rule of perfect righteousness and perfect peace. Are you ready?